Welcome back to Something Ominous. This is episode six. We hope you enjoyed our last episode. I definitely thought about the Duendes for a while. Did you? I did. <laughs> I was looking um, into the Bruja, actually, mm-hmm. and um, she's pretty scary. I want to do an episode just on her. Just on the Bruja that they say appears there? Yeah, she's well known. I, I don't know why I did this to myself, but I started looking, digging into the witch, and I found so much on her. Ooh, that would be interesting. You should do that. So actually, for next week's episode, we have a very special episode coming up for you guys. And it is going to be uploaded Monday night instead of Wednesday. That way, Halloween day, you get to enjoy it, whether you work in the morning, whether you want to listen to it in the evening. Um, So yes, it should be ready for you Halloween day. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and skip from episode seven. You're not going to hear episode seven. But what we did is we're trying to bring you Historias del Rancho. We went ahead and gathered some stories from our family with creepy shit that used to happen to them at El Rancho. So we hope this is like an ongoing thing that we have every week. And if you have any stories of your own or any stories from your moms or the tias, tios, cousins, Whatever stories you have growing up, if they were from a rancho or just anywhere that you grew up, just send them to us. Yeah, we're really excited to read them. And I I think you guys are going to like those stories. They're a little ominous. Yeah, they're a little different. They're creepy. So we'll go ahead and get started. I will go ahead and start. Today is going to be more of a true crime, but it does have some spooky stuff included in it. I am going to tell you about a beautiful woman named Chen Man Lee and the Paramount Ballroom, which is located in Shanghai, China. Ooh, China! My brother actually told me about this case, and when I researched more about hauntings in Shanghai, this case was always top five. Wow. So I'm excited. (laughs) First, we'll talk about Chen Manli. I didn't find much information about her childhood, but it is known that she was a popular taxi dancer at the Paramount in the 1930s. If you're wondering what a taxi dancer is, it was very popular in China at the time. Basically, it's like renting a dancer similar to a taxi. You pay the time that you spend with them. Men would go to ballrooms like Paramount and pay the woman that worked there. Chen Man Li was beautiful and skilled, and she made about 3,000 to 6,000 yuan a month, which is 10 times that of an ordinary clerk. So to give you an idea, 6,000 yuan is about 820 US dollars. So at that time, it was a lot of money. And an average taxi dancer made about 100 to 200 yuan. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was a big deal there. Baller. As far as Chen Man Li's personal life, I did find that she had been married and widowed twice. She had been employed on and off. And when her second husband passed away, she returned to taxi dancing at the Paramount. Now, around the time when she was working there, there was a lot of turmoil in China. There was war between China and Japan from 1937 to 1945 when Japan attempted to expand its influence over the country. Shanghai was one of the cities that was taken over during this time. So February 25th, 1940 was a beautiful night in the Paramount Ballroom. The floor was full of dancers, there was music and drinking, and everyone was just having a great night. Chen Man Li was also having a great time with her friends. She was sitting at a table near the entrance, and it was just like any other night. Suddenly, she gets approached by a man who was wearing foreign clothes, and next thing you know, five shots were fired. Chen Man Li was shot four times in the abdomen, the back, neck, and shoulder. The other bullet had wounded two other men, and one ended up passing away. Once the shots were fired, the chaos began. 
There was people screaming, running, glass breaking, and the other side of the hall was still dancing, not realizing what was happening until they turned the music off and police started arriving. Chen Man Li was rushed to the Chinese Red Cross Hospital where she would pass away later that night. The police arrived shortly after she had been shot, but quickly realized that the shooter had escaped while all the commotion and chaos was happening. One of the witnesses apparently followed the shooter to the top stairway, but lost sight of him with everyone else running. The shooter was never caught, but there's a couple of theories on who he could be. The most common one is that he was a Japanese soldier who she refused when he asked her to dance. Apparently, this man had already been kicked out of the club for the same reason, but he returned with a vengeance to kill her. Another theory, which I only found in one source, um, but it was that she could have been an undercover agent and was assassinated. But it said that before she passed, she told authorities, and I quote, it was an admirer. Oh, so it had to have been that first guy. I think so, too. And all the resources say that. Um, but I just wanted to mention that other source. But I, I'm thinking that's what it was. Yeah, it has to. The Paramount today is still a dance hall. Two floors of it are for a disco and they also offer dancing lessons. And it's a place for people to just have a fun night. But what's a fun night without a little bit of spookiness? The people that work here have said that at night when they're the only ones left and they are closing, they hear the sound of heels walking around almost as if gliding and dancing in the hall. Some people have even seen her silhouette silently dancing around the stage. In other cases, music has also been heard playing right before closing time when everything has already been turned off. Another interesting event that happened in the 1990s was that of a passerby who was killed outside of the ballroom when pieces of the building fell and crushed him. People have also reported hearing things falling or crashing down and not finding anything to explain it. The Paramount Ballroom seems to have a dark yet beautiful history, and if you ever get a chance to visit, stretch your hand to dance with Chen Man Li, who deserves one last dance. Looks like she's having a blast after life, though. I think so, too. She's there, like, every night, <laughs> having the time of her life. But, I don't know, I just... It is it is sad, I think, to be trapped in a place where you died. Yeah, it is very sad to be trapped in a place where you die. Especially the way she was murdered. Mm-hmm. No peace at all. They didn't catch him. No. Dude, I'd haunt the him. motherfucker for life. I know. Like, what are you doing here, ma'am? <laughs> you need to be following him. Yeah, like, vengeance, girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jessica, what do you have for us today? So, Cari, the death of a 15-year-old in La Guaira, Venezuela, sparked controversy on social media in around 2016-2017. So, a video taken by the father shows Narieli Cacharruco leaning from side to side, shaking her legs, noticeably skinny, and in a trance state. You could tell that there was something wrong with her. So, I was looking at the video... And then I searched pictures of her before all of this happened. There was a huge difference. So she was skinny, but you could tell she was malnourished. Mm -hmm. Now, Andri, who is Narieli's mother, recalls that on the morning of December 31st, Narieli fainted. She says that after waking up, everything changed. So she didn't speak anymore. She behaved very aggressively and developed this strength that she never had before. Concerned with her sudden change in behavior, her parents take her to the doctor. And I watched an interview where the parents explained that they took her to the hospital, like right after she fainted. They were able to care for her, but that after that, 
she changed in behavior and then like a few days later they had two other doctors go over for like a house call and check on her they couldn't find what was wrong with her everything they tried with the medical field just didn't help Narielli at all she was still the same she didn't want to eat they had her on a liquid diet so soups jello ice cream this was literally the only thing her parents said she was able to keep in her stomach until she couldn't anymore the parents explained that it was about 11 days that she went without actual solid food. So I'm going to give you some dates because it's kind of everywhere with the dates. They say that around December 24th, she started feeling sick. Uh, December 31st is when she fainted. And then January 11th is when she passed away. So all of this happened between 2016. So the end of 2016 to 2017. Desperate to get their daughter help, Narieli's dad records this viral video. He sends the video to his father to get his input on the situation. And the following morning, his father tells him that he had the video evaluated. I don't know how. They just said he had the video evaluated and that she showed signs of witchcraft. Mm. So whoever told them, whoever he sent the video to, because it's not explained, they said, A ella le hicieron brujería. And that's it. So, I mean, they went to the doctors. Mm -hmm. Doctors couldn't help. So then they go and get an input from someone else and they say, brujería. So who are you going to believe? I don't know. I know. I wonder if he sent it to like, um, like a medium. So this is where it gets a little confusing because the articles I read contradict the actual interview I watched of the parents. The articles make it seem like the parents took Narieli to an evangelist cult. It's more like a religious movement. It's well known in Venezuela as El Centro Espiritual de Culto a Maria Leoanza. That's where they claim the video was taken and where they tell the family that she was possessed and that this is where she passed away. But to set the record straight and clear out any rumors of negligence, um, they did schedule an interview with a channel in Venezuela to just pretty much explain what really happened. And in this interview, Narieli's father explains that after he sends the video and they tell him it was witchcraft, they decide to do a cleanse. So it's not like really clear on who they talk to about this, but they just say that they did do a cleanse. After the cleanse, she seemed to calm down, but then she went back to that trance state she was in. The family does come from a Catholic background and they do believe in spiritualism and paleria. They also believe in santeria. Paleria is a religion. It's called palo. I tried to kind of understand what it is. I, I couldn't get it. I've never heard of it. I don't know if this is where they got the brujeria from. Okay. Like if, if whoever uh, is into paleria or his father. That. Yeah, me either. Um, I don't know if it was like maybe his father that is into it and told him like that's witchcraft. Desperate to find answers and help out their daughter, they start investigating. So this is where one of her friends named Stephanie comes up. Narelli's mom recalls that Stephanie would stay the night on weekends and even viewed her as a mom. She said that instead of calling her by her name, Andri, she would call her mom. And when they'd go out, instead of Narelli asking her for permission, Stephanie would ask her for permission. Oh. This like reminded me of when we used to go out and be like, yeah, Tia, can I, can Karina or me, like, can uh -huh. I spend the night or whatever? That, that kind of reminded me of that. So I thought about that and I was like, okay, I could relate to that. Mm -hmm. So this just kind of gives you an idea of how they trusted Stephanie to be around Narieli. One day, Stephanie asked if they can go to the beach. Andri tells her yes, but that she needed them to be back between 3 or 4 p.m. They get back. Stephanie goes home and Andri sees that Narieli is wearing a bracelet. So she asks her daughter, where did you get the bracelet from? 
And she tells her that it's a friendship bracelet Stephanie gave her and that it helps with protection. But Andri recognized what type of bracelet it was. It was a bracelet used by Santeros. She remembers getting mad at her and yanking the bracelet off of her wrist and hiding it. This happened to be the last weekend Stephanie stepped foot in their home. Not because she wasn't allowed. Stephanie just didn't return. As they're trying to figure out what the heck is going on with her daughter, Andri remembers that day of the beach. So she's also thinking back of how Stephanie hasn't been over and she was there every single weekend. Mm -hmm. The thing is that Stephanie was a member of the Santeria religion. Remind me again what Santeria is. In case you're not familiar with Santeria. Santeria is an Afro-Caribbean religion based on Yoruba beliefs and traditions with some Roman Catholic elements added. I'm personally not too familiar with it. I've heard that they're big on witchcraft. Okay. They find out that when they would go to the beach, they would practice rituals. Nadieli falls sick the day after the beach. Stephanie doesn't come around since, remember? Mm-hmm. So after 15 days, Stephanie shows up asking where Nadieli's funeral services were being held. Mm-hmm. How did she find out about her passing is still unknown. Her parents believe that Stephanie did something to her or maybe it was something they both did at the beach that caused their daughter to act this way. So whatever, like a ritual or maybe even the bracelet. The day of the funeral service, when Stephanie shows up, the family confronts her. So there is this video where they're cornering her. It's like a Like, I don't know, maybe a total of like seven people. Mm-hmm. They're telling her, like screaming at her, what did you do to her? And then you can hear this woman saying, you laughed when you found out she was sick. And Stephanie is like visibly nervous. She's trying to get them to understand that she had no idea what was going on, that she didn't know she was sick because she wasn't from the area. So that there was no way that she was going to be able to find out. And then one of the ladies in the video is telling her, we saw what you posted on Facebook. So I found a video that has screenshots of some of her Facebook posts. At this point, the family's just assuming they don't know nothing. They don't know what's going on. They're just assuming, you know, she hasn't been around. She's into Santeria. Nadieli randomly falls sick after spending the day with Stephanie and then receiving that friendship bracelet. So this post, the family take very seriously. And she posted, Me río de los vivos y camino con los muertos. Ellos nunca fallan ni me mienten. I know. So pretty much she's saying, I laugh of the living. I walk with the dead. They never fail me or lie to me. I think if I was to see that post, I'd be like, this bitch did yeah. something. Like, what a coincidence. It, it, yeah, I was about to say that. It would be a big coincidence for her to post that. And it's almost like she's laughing at it. Yeah. And you like haven't been around. Situation. You were around every single weekend. Apparently, she would go over so, so often. She would spend the mm-hmm. night. And what a coincidence that you go to the beach, you give her this bracelet. The next day, Nadieli falls sick and Stephanie just doesn't come back. Yeah. And if they were that close, she would have been there when she was sick. Exactly. So Stephanie is having a hard time trying to explain her side of the story. She's nervous. She's struggling to even tell the family where she lives. Like, that's how nervous she was. They were asking her, like, ¿Dónde vives? And she's like, uh, yo vivo. And she just, she couldn't get the words out. Somehow they eventually get her talking. So Stephanie explains that she did, in fact, do witchcraft on Nadieli. She said that she would take things from Nadieli, like clothing, her hairbrush, and that she buried them in a cemetery. She also used a mixture of dirt and bone dust from the cemetery and put them in Nadieli's food. So she shaved, like she mm-hmm. found bones, shaved them, 
mix them with the dirt and she would like sprinkle them on her food. They were always hanging out. So it was yeah. very easy for her to like. This was part of the witchcraft? This was part of a witchcraft. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was looking into a witchcraft ritual and there is such thing. So there's this TikTok that I come across every now and then. And it's a girl or a woman that goes into cemeteries and she digs out mason jars with pictures of people, dolls that they go and bury. So when you take it out or when you, you know, you dig them up, she pretty much breaks the spell. So she mm -hmm. dedicates her TikTok and just going to cemeteries and digging up spells. How would she know where they're at? I don't know. I guess she could just tell. Like, she looks at stuff and mm -hmm. she's like, aquí se ve como que escarbaron and then she'll dig oh, it up. And, and she yeah. finds stuff in there. Yeah. So I think this is what she was doing. She had all her stuff in a jar and she buried it in the cemetery. She confessed to all of this and even went to the police. Narieli's family pretty much just forced her to go and confess. Now, after confessing, she goes back to the cemetery and digs out the container with Narieli's items and turns them into the police department. Stephanie doesn't get charged for anything. In Venezuela, you have freedom of cult and religion. Stephanie pretty much is protected under this law. Even if she tampered or contaminated her food, she's protected because it's part of her cult or her religion. Yeah, and technically it wasn't a murder. Yeah. I mean, it was, but... I mean, I think it depends on what you believe. Yeah. After Narieli's autopsy, doctors said that the lack of eating weakened her immune system. Doctors believe that she died from pneumonia. So because her immune system was weak, she wasn't able to fight the infection. But why would Stephanie do this to Narielli if they were best friends? On this interview, the family really doesn't touch on it. There's not much details that come from the family. But I did watch another video and read a few articles that do go into this. And it all started because of a boy. What I saw is that both Stephanie and Narielli were dating the same guy. Stephanie found out that her boyfriend was dating Narielli, so she befriends her. She gets close to her, treats her like a friend, and that's when she starts her plan of witchcraft. Maybe witchcraft killed her. Maybe the fact that she was eating dirt with bones in her food caused an infection that her body couldn't fight, and this caused her death. Or like doctors said, she died from pneumonia. But what I'm struggling to understand is why was this not caught when they took her for medical help in the beginning? Yeah. Narieli died in the arms of her mother at home in her bedroom surrounded by her family, not in the evangelist cult. So what do you believe? Wow. Wow. Sorry, I'm so like taking it in. Is that a lie? I just feel bad for her. I do too. I like, feel bad. Like what did bad. she do? You know, she didn't even do it. She dated a guy. And that's it. Like what did she do? Could you not just be honest with people? Oh my gosh. Yeah, she didn't do it out of vengeance either. It was just like pure like jealousy and envy probably. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And that's what everybody says that Stephanie was jealous and envious of Narieli. Narieli probably had no idea. There is nowhere in any article that I saw that she knew or that she was doing it on purpose. Everything points back to Stephanie finding out that this is the girl her boyfriend was dating. So she decides to be a bitch, get close to her, follow her belief, do witchcraft. If witchcraft is what killed her. Yeah. I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know if witchcraft really did it. Yeah. I do think she died from the witchcraft. I think it all aligns. It aligns because yeah. the doctors couldn't find anything. But in the autopsy, they see something. Yeah. But I can also see why with police and the law, like I can see why she can't be charged. Yeah. Because it's hard to put it on her or have proof. 
Yeah, it's hard. But I know here, I think if you contempt, like if you mess with people's yeah, food. Yeah, that's poisoning. Yeah. Like had that happened here mm -hmm. and she confessed to it, she would have been in jail or right. she would have gotten charged with something. Yeah. But because it's part of her belief in Venezuela, that's covered. Wow. That's my case. Mm -hmm. Jessica and her demonic cases. Have y'all checked out our TikToks? We have <laughs> we made two TikToks. They're actually pretty funny and very true. I'm always scared of your of your cases. I do gravitate towards darker cases. Mm -hmm. But this wasn't as scary. It's just brujeria. I, yeah, I personally so do believe. I believe in brujeria. I was kind of scared to read it. <laughs> I was like, was I gonna you know, you know, okay, speaking of why I was scared to read it, there was um moments where I was reading or like watching the video oh i should show you the video of the girl i'm gonna show you the video um, um and i felt dizzy i was watching it and i would feel like really dizzy and i was like okay maybe it's just because i need to eat so then i ate right and i was reading other articles and i'm just like reading articles the minute i would get to the part of where she was doing something or explaining like stephanie's bad juju i would start feeling dizzy again i'm like Mm, is it in my head? I always yeah. try to talk myself out of things, but like find an explanation. Yeah, I always do that. But I, I thought that was so weird. And I was like, oh, I need to tell Karina about this. That happened. And then there was a case that I wanted to cover where I wanted to cover this demon. And I know <laughs> I really wanted to cover him and I probably will cover him. But when I started reading about it, my heart started beating super fast. And I'm like, maybe this is a sign not to cover it right now. I don't know if it's because I was nervous about it. Because I mm -hmm. wasn't like, I was hardcore like, I'm going to do this case. I'm going to do this demon. Mm -hmm. But my heart was like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then I'm like, mm, you know what? No, I'm going to find something else. Not ready. Yeah. And for some reason, I felt, I don't want to say safe because that's kind of fucked up. But I felt okay. And I read this case for like two or three days trying to figure out how I want to put it in order. And then I watched several videos because I didn't want to just go based on one YouTuber. I grabbed images from certain videos and then I watched the main interview. And I was fine with all of that. But the minute I would get to Miss Little Stephanie's videos, I'd feel dizzy. Maybe the energy. I think so. Let me show you. Um, wait. Okay, we just watched the video. It was creepy. It was creepy the way she was acting, but I think it wasn't as scary as I thought. No, she just looks sick, right? Yeah. But she looks sick and like desesperada, like shaking her leg and like moving. And I don't know, it's just her facial expressions mm -hmm. is the thing that I was looking at. What do you think about Stephanie's video? Oh, she looks scared. She was lying. You could tell, you could right? Tell. Yeah, you could tell she's lying. You could tell she's nervous. Didn't even know what to say. Like, just making shit up as it goes. Yeah. And then they ask her, like, ¿Dónde vive tu tío? Or ¿Cuál es tu tío? One of those. And he, she was like, um, um. And then somebody else was like, you don't know. He's yeah. your tío. Like, es tu tío, ¿no sabes? Yeah. And then she's like, me, me están poniendo nerviosa. <laughs> and I'm sure they were. Like, I'm sure she thought they were about to kill her or something. Yeah. At the end, I think it's her dad that says, that tells her que le va a dar una patada en la cara. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's our cases today. So keep an eye out for next week's episode. Yeah, it's going to be uploaded on Monday around 9 p.m. 9 p.m. is fine. Okay, we'll say Monday at 9 p.m. Look out for Historias del Rancho. <laughs>